0: Hello and welcome to the 18th Embryology Podcast, and this is a podcast with a difference because um, Ree is still here, but she's ge- geographically how many miles away? I don't know. Lots, over the bristol. <laughs> <down. laughs>
1: Greetings all from Biddeford, North Devon.
0: a five hour drive or something different. But yes, we're using Skype to record this podcast together, so...
1: Fingers crossed it works. Hello to everyone in Swansea and the rest of the world, and um, hope you're all well.
0: Thanks for keeping involved, you honorary lecturer, you.
1: Yeah, not quite. We'll see how that's working out soon, actually. not oh,
0: really? Still need the paperwork.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Funny how long these things take.
0: Yeah, oh, no, not really. <laughs> Everything <laughs> anyway. takes too long. <laughs>
1: um, it hasn't stopped raining since we moved, pretty much. We had one week of half-decent weather, and, uh, yeah, it's been rain, rain, rain.
0: Well, that sounds like Swansea and the rest of the UK, so it not feel too hard, did they?
1: No, the one good thing about it is that the surf's been okay, and um, I'm not working yet, so, uh, yeah. Been surfing quite a lot
0: How is Biddeford?
1: Um, It's quite quaint actually It's nice There are the odd boy people around But you know <laughs> <laughs> Fun to find them And um, yeah Try not to stare That kind of thing Loads of pubs So many pubs It's unreal um, But no It's a nice little place We have a farmer's market Every other weekend And things like that It's good It's working out pretty well <laughs> Yeah a lot of trackers Tracker trailer Combine baler
0: Lovely. How far away is the beach?
1: Um, I the think approximately a, a five-minute drive, seven minutes if you get a step behind a tractor. <laughs> and nice. that's just with her. It's nice. It's a nice long beach. And then it's got Saunton at the northern end of it. Um, and then we're about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from Croyd. Um, and then a little bit further from Willakam. And half an hour from Bude, So they're all fairly close.
0: Wow. West yeah, great. it was
1: nice. It'd just be nice to have some weather to go and enjoy them a bit more now. We just tend to go to the beach for a surf and come straight back. But, you know, there we are.
0: Well, I looked at the long-range forecast. It looks like it's going to stay rainy for... (laughs) Might be a bit better next week, but otherwise, (laughs) rain, rain, as far as we can see. It's so (laughs) wet, I broke my winter bike in Easter. I snapped the, the seat tube. Uh, I thought, ah, it's alright, I'll just have my summer bike, and uh, maybe I'll sort something out with my guards on in the winter. And it's August, and I've had to go and buy a new bike to put my guards on it. I can't do without my guards any longer. No, Uh,
1: everything's getting so i tell you, the only thing that's got me through, like, it being raining every day is the Olympics. It's been wicked.
0: Because it looks hot there.
1: Although, that weather they had at the beginning was pretty harsh, some of those... um, Rainy, windy, stormy. The um, the medal ceremony for one of the, I think it was one of the sailors, they just looked absolutely drenched. Like they could have found somewhere slightly better to do it, having spent the whole day on the water. They had to come back and get soaked while accepting their medals. But it was brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Especially the 100 metres.
0: Oh, the men's 100 final Ah, uh, amazing. Absolutely. The guy's a legend. Yeah, beautiful. How fast can he go? He's just awesome. Yeah, and when's he going to go faster
1: next? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely
0: brilliant. So that's what, that's basically what I've been
1: doing since I... Did you see for the
0: opening ceremony they, uh, they, 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 uh, fired some rockets in the air well away from Beijing to catch the rain before it got there so it rained on another city instead? No! Yeah, I told Kim about that and she said, why didn't they do that in South Wales? <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they manipulated the weather a touch. Goodness! Yeah, apparently.
1: Ah. Sounds like a good idea. Nice little factoid there.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's an awful lot of Olympics to watch. I was watching Women's BMX this morning. Didn't know that was in the Olympics. <laughs> Very good. Very I know friendly. there are some
1: random things. I watched, I've even watched a bit of art, archery and stuff like that. It's all good.
0: Archery classic. Mm,
1: it's all good. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today, Dr. Webster?
0: Uh, Olympics.
1: <laughs> you
0: wish, embryology wise embryology, ok yeah so um, we've gone through most of the lectures now haven't we so we've looked at pretty much all the developing systems yeah. so I reckon we should try and tie it all together by going back to gastrulation, and the germ layers and then linking those germ layers to the systems we've been talking about to try and get try and get a bit of cohesion between those early developmental ideas those development principles and uh, all the more complicated stuff we've been talking about since. And we can try and link together all those, all those different systems to try and give the listening students a bit of a, a bit more of a whole view of, uh, of a developing embryo. that? Okay, sound? that sounds
1: like a, an excellent
0: plan. Yeah, okay. So, gastrulation, I mean, if you remember gastrulation, we had, uh, well, essentially we had the two-layered disc, didn't we? And yeah, a disc, which had uh, the epiblast on top and the hyperblast underneath. Oh
1: yes, I remember that, that. Yeah. So the
0: amniotic cavity is up above the epiblast, and underneath the hyperblast is the yolk sac. We've got those two spaces, and it's the epiblast and hyperblast which are going to fold and pretty much form the embryo proper. In fact, the, the embryo is really going to be formed from the epiblast. So what happens with gastrulation is we go from from those two layers. Uh, the primitive streak forms in the epiblast and lengthens down its midline. And when, we, of course, we get the primitive streak, suddenly we can see that what was a featureless disc now has a left and a right and a dorsal and a ventral and a cranial and a caudal directions and axes to it. So we see the patterning appear, don't we? Um yeah. The cells dive down through the primitive streak from the epiblast and they push the cells of the hyperblast aside and start to differentiate and they form, underneath the epiblast, they form the um, mesoderm and the endoderm and the cells and the ectoderm
1: right okay so then we have our three layers our trilamines
0: yeah so we've got our cells are properly differentiated they're on their way to becoming some on their way to becoming the systems we've been talking about aren't they
1: and then everything that develops from then on has its origin in one of those three layers
0: yeah endoderm ectoderm or mesoderm so how can Uh we best describe what endoderm ectoderm and mesoderm are (coughs)
1: what a good question.
0: (laughs) How can we we remember them? How can we make sense of those words?
1: Okay, well, endo, you always think of as, like, central or in. Do you? I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Inny, isn't it? Mm. Endoderm kind of forms insidey stuff. Mm. Not like everything that's inside the skin. I mean, really insidey stuff, i.e. the gut tube, the cells lining the gut tube. Yeah. So when we looked at gut tube formation, we saw the, um... The, the, uh, the disc, the embryo, folding over laterally to form the tube, like rolling up a bit of paper to form the gut tube. And yeah. then the cells lining the, that primitive tube, that primitive gut tube, all from the endoderm. And then, of course, the gut tube gets more complicated and you get accessory glands and organs budding from it, like the pancreas, the gallbladder, the they're, uh, yeah. so they're, they're all from the endoderm. They're all, they're all budding from it.
1: So all those things would be said to
0: have an endodermal origin. Yeah, that's all endoderms. That's really insidey stuff. There's this tube running inside us, which is kind of an external surface um, formed from the endoderm. Mm. Um, and the other main system was the respiratory tract, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yes, because that is
1: actually a bud from the
0: gut tube, isn't it? Yeah, it buds from the foregut, so it's an endoderm bud. So much of the respiratory tract is... An endodermal origin. So that's the respiratory system and the gut tube, which both have external surfaces, don't they? They have uh, the gut tube has the external, you know, stuff you eat passing through yeah. it, and yeah. uh, the respiratory tract has air from outside um, in it. Yeah. So,
1: so, so all the lining to these tubes, all the epithelia from these tubes, has is endoderm is derived yeah. from endoderm. Yeah. 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 Fair. And so, do we want to say anything about those systems now, or do you want to go on to some, you know, the ectoderm and the mesodermal layers?
0: Um, yes, yeah, do ectoderm and mesoderm. Should we talk about. Let's talk about ectoderm because that's simpler, isn't it? So that's then the outsidey layer. The endoderm is the insidey stuff. The ectoderm is the outsidey stuff. Too easy. So the ectoderm is forming the epidermis, the outermost layer of the skin. Yep. It's all that covering there. And when we did the neuroembryology podcast, we found that the uh, the sensory systems of very early animals were cells on the outside of the, of the organism, because that's how they're going to sense what's outside the organism, they're going to be sat outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, in man, that, that has become, those cells have come together to form a nervous system and it becomes internalised as the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system. Yeah. So ectoderm is... Epidermis, outside of stuff, also the nervous system for that reason, probably. Um, and also their neural crest cells. Ah, oh,
1: yes, neural crest.
0: Because they're part of nervous system development, but they're a bit different, aren't they?
1: They kind of fly everywhere. Not fly, sorry. Migrate.
0: Yeah, they're really handy. They become uh, a whole whole list of structures. Have you got a list handy? Everybody. Um. Yeah, I have, actually,
1: yeah. We've got, um, well, basically, they, they migrate in different ways and from different levels of where they come off from the neural tube. But, um, I mean, we know that they go towards a lot of connective tissues, um, bones, cartilage in the face, um, head and neck, because we looked at some of the, the pharyngeal arches, and um, if neural crest cells don't migrate properly there, they have all sorts of deformities. Yeah, you
0: have problems in development of the bones in the
1: face and that sort of thing, don't you? Yeah, and remember that? Um, and also, it, they do develop into some cranial nerve ganglia as well. That's one um, for the head and neck as well, up there. I think it's um, cranial nerves 5, 7, 9, and 10, actually. It ends up being the sensory ganglia for those. Right. Anything else? Oh, yeah. I know it's got something to do with some cells in the thyroid gland. I think it's the C-cells. or Are they good parafollicular as well?
0: When we looked at the... The um, embryology of the endocrine system. Yeah, we yeah, see how cells that. come from different origins. You know, two different origins to form single glands, and uh, yeah, neural crest cells have involvement in there. They've got a role in tooth development as well, I think, on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make the enamel or the dentin
1: or something of like
0: the teeth. Yeah, neural crest cells are also involved in the heart, in that uh, they they get involved in formation of the the septum, don't they? So if you have a neural crest cell defect, you often get uh, defects in the head and neck, and also problems with with the heart. Yeah, they are for defects.
1: Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh, and um, some neural crest cells migrate into the skin, and they're like melanocytes, oh, so they right, make yeah. them, the melanin. And and um, I think it's hair as well, hair cells and things like that.
0: I think that's really weird. Melanocytes come from neural crest cells, but melanocytes are everywhere. That is crazy. That's really weird. Why does that come about? I don't get it. I don't know, but it's cool. But also, another
1: one, adrenal medulla.
0: Yeah, we looked at that, don't we? That's interesting as well because uh, um, the adrenal medulla, it's sympathetic, isn't it? It's part of the sympathetic part of the nervous system, right? Yes. Of the autonomic nervous system. And of course, the whole sympathetic trunk, the whole sympathetic chain is formed from neural crest cells. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So we've got sympathetic chain, um, and and then also we've got parasympathetic neurons as well.
0: well. I think we've talked about that in other podcasts, but I, yeah, that really explains the uh, sympathetic trunk when you look at it anatomically, if you think about neural crest cells and where they were and where they've gone to and stuff. So neural crest cells, all that stuff, those rectoderm bits. Genius. Cool. So... What about other sensory stuff, like um, the eye, the ear? Okay, well, they, get, they
1: do smell. get complicated, but essentially the eye is derived from ectoderm, okay, um, there's a kind of, and it's both the ectoderm that's around the outside and some of the ectoderm that's already developed into neuroectoderm, if you like, the, the ectoderm that's going to be part of the nervous system. Right. Um, so, yeah, the eye is ectoderm- the way it's really ectodermy. really
0: ectodermic. I think the ear, the ear is a bit of everything, isn't it, but it's mostly mesodermy.
1: Yeah, the the ear is a little bit complicated. You've got ectoderm invaginating on the outside. You've got um, endoderm coming in and lining um, your your ear cavity, the tympanic cavity and things like that. Um, And then you've got things like the ear drum or your tympanic membrane. That's actually got all three. It's got ectoderm on the outside, endoderm lined on the inside, and then it's got a mesodermal um, sort of central pit gets complicated, but it's absolutely fascinating.
0: Yeah, it helps the understanding if you remember the pharyngeal arches and the cleft.
1: Yes, yeah, most ears, definitely, it. because the ear has got um, a lot to do with the first and second pharyngeal arches, and actually the mesoderm from those two arches ends up making the cartilage and the bones and things like that.
0: Yeah, just for fun, we'll do a couple of podcasts on that, one on the eye, one on the ear.
1: Yeah, brilliant.
0: Yeah, special senses stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah, that'd be really, really interesting. Okay, so that's endoderm and
0: ectoderm. So are we saying then that pretty much everything else that forms, forms from mesoderm?
1: Pretty much, yeah. All the supporting structures, so that includes, um, you know, all your connective tissues, your bone, your cartilage, muscle, tendons, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Um, But also, one other important system um, that the mesoderm does create is the urogenital system. Could be two systems if you want.
0: Because there's a mesodermal ridge, isn't there, that both the reproductive system and the urinary system form from. Yeah, um,
1: the intermediate mesodermal, yeah. Yeah, so those are really
0: mesodermy. And you remember the somites, the somites form from paraxial mesoderm. And from there we get the vertebrae and all the muscles of the body wall and so on and so on.
1: Yeah,
0: and your limbs and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there
1: was, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, all blood vessels, all that kind of stuff, all ends up coming.
0: So, then a lot of structures are made up of uh, all three layers, or maybe a couple of layers. Like the epithelium is, we, we said that the uh, epidermis is from ectoderm, but all yeah. the stuff underneath it must be from mesoderm, then all the connected tissue stuff. and Exactly. That's, yeah.
1: that's yeah. going back to the somites and remember the, the derma- dermatome. And the myotome, the dermatome, and the sclerotome. So, the dermatome is derived from mesoderm, and that's going to go towards the dermis of the skin. Yeah. And the ectoderm is the epidermis. Brilliant, really.
0: And when we looked at the rectum, um, part of that came from uh, the ectoderm, and part of it was formed from goat tubes. So there's a mix of ectoderm and endoderm there.
1: Exactly. And then when you think of the digestive system, you've got to remember that there's um, for the peristaltic movement and all that kind of stuff that's going on, it's got surrounding muscle um, and connective tissues and things like that, and they're actually derived from mesoderm. So the digestive system has got endoderm, lining, mesoderm, connective tissues, and ectoderm at the distal part of the anal canal. So it's got everything in there.
0: And the neural crest cells from the ectoderm take part in forming uh, some of the the, the, nervous, the autonomic nervous stuff. Around yes. the gut tube, so there's ectoderm there as well.
1: Exactly,
0: yeah. So we're not saying it gets complicated, but remember, remember the basic rules of ectoderm, endoderm, and mesoderm, what they form. Just be aware of how they link together. I mean, the, what about the respiratory tract as well? Because that's endoderm lined, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cartilage in the trachea and in the Exactly, and smooth muscles. smooth muscle, yeah. So then you've got a lot of mesoderm derived stuff as well. So exactly. it's not entirely clear cut, but the, those ideas help you understand the systems.
1: Yeah, and then the urogenital system we're talking about, we're saying pretty much is derived from mesoderm, but you've got to remember that there is some endoderm there as well. You've got the development of the the bladder and the urethra are both lined with endodermal epithelia.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And and the germ cells migrate from the yolk sac.
0: Yes. So the, the, the thing is here that we've got ectoderm, endoderm, and mesoderm, but we're trying to get you, the listener, the student, to try to link together all the different parts of embryology, try and link together the ideas of ectoderm, endoderm and mesoderm and try and link together the different systems that we've talked about um, and don't keep it compartmentalised um, and it'll help you understand the development of the embryo as a whole, I think. It certainly helps me to think of it that way, start linking things together. Right. Yes,
1: fair.
0: Cool. So, well, that, I think that's us covered for that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, short and sweet.
0: Covered everything we wanted to do. And uh, next time we'll do, what should we do, the eye? Like yeah. Maybe okay.
1: the eye or yeah, be the here. Yeah, so we'll do great. the eye. I found a nice little 1982 introductory paper, so I'll go and read that again.
0: Cool, okay. Cool. Well, thanks yeah, for
1: really All right, no problem. I'd just like to um, give a shout-out to Rafael Nadal, who uh, won the tennis in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Well done, Rafa. Does he listen to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, Probably. Soon. One day. And he's number
0: one now. So yeah, sure go to the arms. Tag, I'll make sure to tag Rafael Nadal in the iTunes bit <laughs> <in> the <keywords laughs> stuff. So what are you doing now then? You still unboxing or? Am I still
1: what? Unboxing. Oh no, well lives? we're mostly
0: done.
1: We're mostly done. Anything that's still in boxes isn't being used. Um Robin's a bit of a hard taskmaster, so we were pretty much unpacked in two days. So oh, just chill out and relax,
0: huh? Offer a surf, is it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, very nice. All right, cheers, Ree.
1: Thanks, Ozzy.
0: See you again soon.
1: Yeah, bye-bye.
0: For our listeners.